Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Yeah, well, <laughs> poor Mike. He had a dopey smile on his face yeah. the whole show. Yeah, well, he's getting this, the mic up. itself had quite a smile on its face though, because it <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, <laughs> I'm getting handled. Yeah, keep going, Matt. The preceding right. joke was explained to you by <laughs> <A's> <laughs> Jeff. If you would like your joke explained, please send it to www.explainyourjoke.com/80sJeff. Hey, my PR firm has had to had to. You know, wow. chime in. So PR firm also has an explanation firm. Yeah, <laughs> the explanation department. Well, we don't have Rasta Banana anymore, so you know. <laughs> oh, somebody, Rasta Banana never goes away. Hey, you know what? His accent just gets worse. Andy, for free, the firm will cock block you. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's a gratuity. Cock blocked by the firm? There's something wrong there. Yeah. All I can think of is the band, the firm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So see, I'm thinking Tom Cruise and. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, that's where I went too. Yeah. <laughs> All the places we we take our firms. I can't remember the firm. You don't want to know where my firm has well, been. Well, we, we, me and Kirsten took our firms to the same place. That's so, right. You know. That's what I hear about you, too. I'm trying to remember a song by the firm. <laughs> what the hell did they do? <laughs> well, there's the Harden firm, which is Chris Hardwick and Mike Furman. I've, I've, yeah. I've seen, Mark, I've seen uh, Mark Furman perform. Right. Oh, that's right. He had that, that, the, that song laced with the N-word, right? It was... What? Or is that another Mark Furman? It's <laughs> a different Mark Furman. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It was a big hit. You can't yeah. miss it. L.A. cops loved it. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. They still do. <laughs> different. Yeah. Different guy. Yeah. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 406. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Up. That's Fact you. check to Andy. Jesus that, Christ. That, yeah, What's going you. on? That's that was a, he, he's doing a callback to last week. callback. He was trying to do a callback, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> I, I actually was curious as to whether you were going to hit Mass. your mark there or not, Kirsten, <laughs> since, uh, since I'm back. <laughs> that was so funny. The first thing that went through my head, I'm like, oh, blank. Oh, wait, it's me. Oh, what? what's the order? Famous Paul. The, famous. And then I'm like, I'm fam- why am I saying famous? Is it Commander K? And all that was going through at once. In a split second, all that. Yep. That's why I, I didn't I was say like, much of anything. Bonzo. I mean, shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're lucky you weren't Captain Luddite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we're to talk weekend geek, uh, gentlemen. What do you think should do this week? And I, I know Jeff, you had a I trip. did a lot of stuff. Yeah. Had a thing happen. Yeah, I did a thing. Well, Jeff, do it Andy style. Do talk it Andy say, style. Say you didn't do anything, right. and then when we're ready to move on, go. Oh, I just remembered. <laughs> okay, and then tell us this I f- big story about a big trip where you did a whole bunch of stuff. Almost. I do kind of, of feel like it, it, my story would be an, an almost Andy story oh because oh. there were like a lot of little things is like just didn't quite live up to uh, expectation. Oh, or, you went to the uh, Hollywood Wax Museum, huh? Uh, no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I spent the last uh, nine days on the road. I was in Ooh, L.A. That's a, for that a sounds a L.A. for a few days. Gritty. I was in San Diego for a few days. In LA, I went to Universal and I did the VIP tour. That was very a lot nice. Of fun. The downside is don't go when they're setting up for Halloween Horror Nights because they close the park early 
Oh. And you know, so yeah, I that that was uh, <laughs> a little bit aggravating because I got there and then like I'd already checked in and my tour guide comes up and and uh, so I paid full price for this, mind you. It wasn't like a prorated amount. And they truncated the, the tour. Yeah. So the the, t- <laughs> the tour was shortened. The park hours were shortened. Okay, so you you got there at what time? I got there because I'm sp- the the tour is supposed to start at ten fifteen. Okay, I got there at nine thirty. Great. The park doesn't actually open till ten. Okay, but because I was the VIP, I checked in. They, sure. They had me go up to the VIP lounge. I got my sure. You know, they had the little snack table with some deli sandwiches and and, and part two to my question: What time does the park close? Park normally closes at 10 p.m. And? It closed at 6 p.m. Yeesh. Yikes. And what, so, what did you have to do to be a VIP? Pay you money. You just buy the ticket. Oh, okay. Now, normally what happens, because I've done this 10 years or 12 years ago, excuse me, when you, they start the tour with the backstage. They're like, Master the, Jeff, welcome back. All right, you're, you're done. <laughs> this, this is right. <laughs> normally what happens uh, when you do the universal VIP experience is they take you on the backlot tour, but it's a personalized backlot tour. You're in a smaller party, no more than 30 people. You're on a, a smaller trolley-like tram, and you go through the, the backlot, but you normally get to get out. They'll, they'll stop at certain areas. You'll get out, and you get to take pictures on the backlot. What I was hoping for this go around because it was closed off last time I did this was the Hill Valley courthouse area because there's a lot of pictures online of people that have done the VIP that got to stop and take pictures on the Hill Valley courthouse steps. So I was hoping that was going to happen. Well, as they're starting our tour, like, you know, the, the first bombshell was uh, before we got our group together to go on the, the trolley on the backstage tour, the backlot tour, rather. My uh, tour guide says, yeah, unfortunately, they're closing the park early tonight because Halloween Horror Night starts this weekend, and they've been setting up, they've been setting up, and that night was the employees and family preview night. So they were scrambling to get a lot of stuff done, as well as it's an active studio, so there's already a lot of activity on the back lot that has, they have to work around, they have to keep the noise down, et cetera, setting up for this, so... The normal tour for the backlot tour for the VIPs runs about five or six hours. Ours was about four. Oh, jeez. And unfortunately for my particular trip, most of what we did was what you get on the normal backlot tour. Wait, so you paid, wait. paid so, VIP to get shit? Uh, basically. What? Yeah, okay. I was, I was okay, very let, disappointed let, let, let me, in that. Let me, let me back up a little bit. So what did you get to do on this tour that you don't get to do in the normal one that you did get to do? I did get to, we did get to out at the back lot at what they call Europe Street, which is okay. it can be any European street. Uh, normally, that's it, where a lot of the Universal like Horror Monsters were. That one, yeah. Okay. So we got to get out there. They had it painted for uh, the Kristen Bell series on NBC right now. Uh, it's like the Happy Place or the yeah. the Good Place or something like place. that. Yeah, Good Place. So we got to get out there and saw the signage and stuff. And, like, right after that, we did the Prop House, which is normally a much longer tour, but they had it shortened down for some reason, too. And then after that, everything was all of the stuff that you do on the normal backlot tour, so... So you, so for your extra money, and I'm not sure how much that was, uh, but for the extra money, you got to go into the props room for a little bit, and, and then, you got to get out at the European Street. 
Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You also got a deli sandwich. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Now, we that's, did, we that's did get, we did good get mustard. A, the gourmet yeah. lunch. Yeah, that's it, included. It's brown mustard with the seeds. Oh, it's good stuff. It's, it's, you the know, gourmet lunch was actually very good. We had an hour for lunch. Uh, Sounds they like they could have truncated say, that for you at least. Yeah, I know. I was, <laughs> I was like, seriously, I, you know, I don't need a whole hour for lunch. But lunch was very good. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong. That was... It was all high quality food. It wasn't like the cheap stuff they, you know, you really normally give you on, you know. The peons getting the normal tour. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, you don't get fed on the normal tour. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> there you go. Huh? And then the remaining like three hours. Plastic shark meat. That's what you get. <laughs> the, the remaining three hours that we had. I'd like some uh, plastic shark meat. We did. Uh, they right. take you on all of the rides and you get like front of the line access to all the rides. So. That's normal. That, that's a normal part of the right. VIP. And that's that's, but, that's always good. That's yeah. And if that option is available to you and you can afford it, always take that option. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I got to do all the rides and stuff, and that was fun. But it's just, I was, like I said, very disappointed because we didn't get to... Normally, they will take you on to an active sound stage, and, yeah. and you get to tour a set and take pictures and, and so forth. And you didn't get to do that. We didn't get to do that because, as I said, a lot of the back lot that is not in use right now is being set up for Halloween Horror yes. Nights. So they showed us where all of the, you know, little haunted houses and haunted tour stuff is going to be set up. We drove past a lot of it. So part of it was just a, a matter of the time that I booked out. And, Ouch, man. And unfortunately, uh, they don't tell you when you book it but now you've what's told going us. on. So it, it seems like... I would highly recommend calling ahead right. and talking to somebody because it wasn't on their website as in sounds like be aware the park is closing earlier <laughs> etc yeah it sounds like something that you should i would be up in arms about i this well i i already am sending off a letter to okay. them Good. I, i've been composing Good. it over the last few days Good. i just i want to get it right because i was going to say when you call ahead tell them 80s jeff sent you yeah. right hey. And because I don't want to talk anybody out of doing this because it is amazing and it's pricey. It was three hundred and fifty dollars to do this. That's yeah. kind of what I'm upset about because it is worth it. You know, sure. I, and I even read a if, lot of the reviews on online, TripAdvisor, etc., saying like as recently as in like the week before I had been there, saying that they loved the tour, they loved going on the sets, taking pictures, of course. getting to walk around the back lot, which are things you don't get to do on it. So I was double-checking to make sure before I read, wrote my letter that they hadn't just changed it. It's just a matter it was the day that I went, and unfortunately their website doesn't give you any clue as to special events that are going to and shorten really park hours. Should. They I, gave I, you a lot less than what you did. Well, because that, that happened to us when we were in... Uh, when Barry and Deb and I were at Universal in Orlando, oh, wow. is they were having the graduation nights. Sure. So it's you. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just me. You're cursed. My God. Uh, Don't they, go they on closed. a night 80s Jeff is going. That's it. <coughs> there you yeah, go, Yeah, they folks. closed the park at 6 every night, but we had also been there like... <laughs> We had we had three days at the park, so we we got sure. all the stuff. That but we all the other suckers do. that went didn't know you were coming at to the least, park, so they were right. screwed. At least he didn't right. get stabbed in the head, right? So anyway, that that was uh, that Friend was universal. Stabbed in the head universal. I still had no. fun. Yeah, <laughs> I still had fun. Uh, I still had fun. <laughs> I still, like I said, I would still highly recommend the backstage tour. I guess you can look up for that. Yeah. That was Andy attempting with the pillow. He's like, mm, stabbing in the uh, pillow. Mm. Wednesday, I met up with uh, Steve Biggs, Professor Biggs. Wonderful. No way. We no, wait, wait. To Before you go too far, wait, I, wait. I, I think I speak for the monkeys here. We want to hear the rest of the story. We want to hear what happens with the letter. 
So keep you know keep track of this. We want to hear what I'll, happens. I'll let you know. Yeah, but yeah. Hashtag letter update. Yeah. <laughs> so Wednesday I met up with uh, with Steve Biggs. Wait, Geek and Shocks own Steve Biggs. <laughs> Geek Shocks <laughs> own. Hashtag Steve Biggs. I'd like to speak to your manager. Haircut. <laughs> uh, and we went and saw Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. Fun in the theater. I'll let you know what uh, happens with the letter. Thank you for your concern, uh, Jeff Gunter. Uh, we will look into it for you, and then. On the bottom, there'll be a sound bite of them shredding your letter. Well, it's <laughs> it's important. Like part of the thing is, that it's no, important it's for fine. them Just to know on. that I'm not looking for a refund. I'm not looking for. Don't say that I publicly. Just, no. no. Under advice I, I, of counsel, it would be. I advise best, you to stop talking right now. It would now. be best that if you are purchasing something this expensive and you have all these expectations that they even have on their own website of what you're going to do on this VIP tour that they let you know before you finalize your purchase that that particular day your tour is going to be cut short and that your normal hours that you would have in the park afterwards are also yeah. being cut short. So. I would write in your letter. I mean, keep that, take the right in front of stuff out. Yeah, sure. Just, you know, leave that door open. Yeah. Uh, and let them know that if they don't comply with that, that you will talk about it on your very important podcast. Oh, oh, right. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Actually, oh, you know what? You know what actually does my, get my VIP, my very important Hey-o. podcast. <laughs> Boom. You, you know what actually does get reactions? What's that? Twitter posts when you at the Twitter handle of the corporation you're talking about. Right. Give it a little acerbic mm. hashtag. That frequently gets a reaction. Oh, yeah, well, like I said, if I don't hashtag get a, universal if, bores, if I don't get a reaction from the management, I will definitely do that tag, like do post it like online as an open letter, and then tag them and see what happens. But hashtag what lies. Up. Oh, he lies. So anyway, uh, Wednesday met up with Steve Biggs, got to go see uh, Star Trek Two on the big screen again. No, not again. Oh, okay. Again. <laughs> this, this is the continuation. Well, I keep getting interrupted for more information on the previous story. I which know. I've already passed. I know. We're dicks that way. <laughs> well, uh, well, so the second time you and Steve met up, was it at a different theater, bigger screen? When, Let me guess. First was the Egyptian, then you went to the man's. No, we, we, went, we actually saw Grauman's. the movie in Orange. Grauman's. Orange. Orange, behind the Orange, California. Orange, California, yeah. which is close to Anaheim. Yes. And unfortunately, I was staying in Sherman Oaks, so it ah. took me two hours to do what should have been a 45-minute yeah. drive. And other, you should have done a Steve Biggs homage and posted a picture of the highway going, God damn it! <laughs> well, that, I told him when I got there, and I was like, so, Anaheim, huh? Okay, because he just lives around the corner from the theater now. So yeah, right. so <gasps> I I got an even better idea. This What's is that? great, Jeff. You got to do it someday. Traveling on the L.A. highways when it's gridlocked and no one's uh-huh. moving, you take a picture of the six-lane highway not moving, and you go, "The parking is ample." <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Which California, the parking is not ample. No, no, no. No, it is not. Just as a segue. <laughs> oh, oh that's cool. good for, it's good for segways. Yeah, yeah, that's why yeah. people buy segways. That's right. Yeah, and you're zipping around. It's so quick, anyway, it's quicker to commute by segway. Yes. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> Saw Rathacon on the big screen. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and then uh, Thursday, I drove out to San Diego, and unfortunately for me, I got a cold when I was in San Diego. So like Thursday night, you I started the feeling. the con crud in San Diego without the con I, I there? I guess so. Well, I blame Biggs. Biggs, yeah. Biggs told me like after the movie started that he had been battling something 
the last ah, couple of days. Oh shit! And I'm and like, oh, well, I wasn't around him long enough to catch anything. As he grinds anything. his oh. hand into the no, communal you, popcorn, and then, yeah, you no, got the, you got the bigs bug. So <laughs> the bugs. I'm I'm on my way down to San Diego. I'm on the road, and you know, it's supposed to be a two hour drive. It took me three and a half hours. Sure, which is awesome. Welcome to uh, welcome to I California. Know, I know. Trust me, I know. I I planned for it. I was just hoping that it wouldn't happen. Yeah. But as I'm sitting there, I'm getting a tickle in the back of my throat, and I'm like, this is not whoa. Biggs is like, Biggs is like, whoa, Biggs. I thought you wouldn't know. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Damn, Biggs. Wow. So now we know where he gets that name from. <laughs> whoa. Get down, to, get down to San Diego. I check into my hotel. I meet up with some friends. We go have some drinks. And later that night, I'm starting to feel in the back of my throat the... The yeah. stuff building up, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, stuff building, building up. up. Wow. Yeah, At first, I'm monster. thinking, I'm like, it's, maybe it's an allergy or something because it's a lot more humid down it here. Would make, that would make more sense. vegetation, etc. So you didn't get the text from Biggs that he knows how to turn invisible, then, right? I guess not. Okay. I like how he's just powering through it. That that's years yeah. of famous. Poems. Oh, that's, yeah, it is. Well, it's, that's, it's years of practice. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, so really literally quite impressive. Actually, he's. Yeah, literally. While I'm in San Diego, I'm doing a run around, like watching, hanging out with, like with watching hack through the jungle with a machete with friends and stuff. <laughs> and the whole time, I'm battling what I guess is a cold because I'm I'm miserable. I mean, by Saturday night, I'm sneezing uh, and just Thursday through Saturday. Thursday through oh, Saturday. Oh my god! Uh, I, Sunday I started feeling better, and then Monday I went to uh, Sea World. And I it's actually a cure felt for the common cold. I felt great. You gave the bigs bug the shamu. <laughs> no, but Monday I did wake up feeling really good, and I'm like, okay, finally, I'm over all of this stuff. I still have a touch of a cough now, but uh, oh, it was, now he tells now us. Now yeah, 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 it's yeah. great, great. Everyone, move thank away. you, patient zero. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, like I said, if you guys catch it, you can blame bigs too. So. Oh, I already have. Hey, <laughs> I'm not gonna have any bigs tickle in the back of my throat. <laughs> I'll but, uh, clinch my teeth first. No, San Diego is nice and relaxing because I got to hang out with, with friends and see some people. And then uh, getting to go to SeaWorld for the first time was really cool. Nice. Except for all the screaming children were there. I went on a Monday. Oh, you went to a amusement park and there were screaming children? The well, what a it's surprise. weird. I went, on a week, I went on a weekday <laughs> during a school year yeah. thinking that there would be less children. Ha. I was Nobody goes to school anymore. I was What's wrong, wrong with you? <laughs> Dude, it's California. They don't. They just let their kids do whatever. Right. Socialists. Yeah. Damn liberals. But it was, uh, it was really kind of... Hey, now. <laughs> I, I couldn't even be annoyed by it. I was just amused at the number of parents that were, I mean, physically dragging their children around. Like, Ugh. like you know when the kid sits down on the ground because they don't want to mm-hmm. do whatever it is the parent wants them to do? I watched parents, like, g- trying to pull their kids up to the standing, and they would just sit down. And I saw them, like, drag them across the ground and stuff, and I'm sitting there... And I was just like screaming, crying children all around me. And I, I couldn't even be mad. I was just amused at how many parents were subjecting their kids was to say the, the, the dolphin pool. Was there that raging like Chris Farley dad? Like, you're going to go see the goddamn Emperor Penguins. There, there were a couple. Oh, there, I'm going to turn this fucking car around, you son of a bitch. I was amazed, honestly, at how surprisingly patient some of these parents sure, were. It's California. Especially giving, given the fact that. Their kids clearly didn't want to be there. They should not have brought them. You know, it, it, it looked to me like more that the parents wanted to be there and wanted to do this. There is the a kids, syndrome so. where you children got to go, want to go, want to go, want to go. And you get there and it's like, I want to go. Um, well, that's I'm ready to leave too. now. 
I've, I've taken, when Frankie was younger, she desperately wanted to go to San Diego Comic-Con, and she was there for 20 minutes before she was done. It's wow. Like, well, there's five more days. <laughs> well, I mean, I can kind of like understand that. A thousand more dollars worth of this ticket. Because yeah. Comic-Con becomes... <laughs> Overwhelmingly, oh sure, exactly. because there's too many people. Right, you can't really do anything when you're there. You but can't go to the panels you want to see. It's just so the way the kids' like, brains are wired, though. I mean, well, the, yeah. the Comic Con is a bad example, but I mean, theme parks and stuff. I mean, you you get them there and they're done with it, or they're they don't want to leave. You know, that's what you one do. What I did. The other usually. 2009 Comic Con, first Comic Con ever, San Diego Comic Con. Saw everything I could see. Didn't want to wait in line. Then I just hunted the sexy cosplay chicks and took. Creepy photos and it also was the last Comic Con he was ever at. Paulette was like just like really? Really? Yes, I did go with my wife for all you shock monkeys out there. Creeper leaf Matt. Uh, but I do have to say Cosplay is not consent. SeaWorld was actually a lot of fun. SeaWorld was really a lot of fun. There's a lot of hands on exhibits where you can touch the different types of fish, the the rays, the sharks, etc. Get a throat tickle. <laughs> I, you know what? I wanted something and I had nothing. I, had nothing. I, I froze. I saw the twinkle um, in your eye. <laughs> they have your different themed areas, like they have the. They had an Arctic area where you could go through and see the penguins, and then they have. Uh, did you take the ride to the Arctic? Yes, yes, I did. That was <laughs> wow. actually fun. It was a fun motion ride, uh, and that actually brings up something I was going to save for last, but I'll go ahead and say it now. That so they have their their motion ride. Which you is their can, Arctic you can still adventure save thing? It for last. It's uh, it's themed. And two so bits from now, you you board your quote unquote helicopter, which is White Thunder. I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. White Thunder. <laughs> That's great. And then they take you to this Arctic outpost. Is that your porn? So name? so it's all themed. Like you go on the motion ride, and then you arrive at the outpost, and the outpost is decorated like a... It's beautifully themed. Yeah, it's it's totally themed, and I was literally having flashbacks to the experience, because like, when I came out, and you're in this corridor, I was I was having flashbacks to like, when you get out... Uh, please, the, please, please tell me there's the thing. Oh, a phone No, link. that would be oh. awesome. Oh, damn, they missed... They missed there is, but it's just a dog, so it doesn't do anything. <laughs> but uh, so but you it's get there. there. You know it. You get it's to true. you get to walk through and it's all it's a themed exhibit like they have the beluga whales that you can see and they beluga. have uh, they have seals and they have uh, kiss by a uh, oh what the walrus. hell the, the walrus thank you they had they had this enormous wall I mean the thing the thing was I don't like you either incredibly huge <laughs> that's not what I said just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean ah, imperial salt it looked like it was just tired and didn't want to be there but it was just like. Just this massively oversized walrus. I know, but the others were actually out, and, and I'm just amazed at how large these things. He get. was the first because you he was see like, them, you sons of bitches. You see kidding. them on TV and, and in documentaries and stuff, but you just don't realize how large walruses can get, and they're that's why they're they're deadly too. If you get, they're the one animal polar bears fear in yeah. the water. Yeah, because they can come up from under and grab them with the tusks, etc. It's it's I crazy. Don't. Feel, um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and ask the question. I know all the monkeys want to know. How were the otters? The otters were. Oh yeah, really? Um, <laughs> <laughs> just the monkeys, huh? Yeah, just the monkeys. So there's an otter in the Sea Lion live show. Oh yes. So uh, you know they have they have two trained sea lions. Torgo's gonna uh, tickle back. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> there's an otter in the Sea Lion show. Yes. It's not bait, right? No. Okay. <laughs> it, they use it in different ways. Like it brings out like a, a clue for one of the 
where they called it the uh it's so adorable it's they do a little csi thing where the the one dolphin or excuse me the one sea lion and her trainer are csis and they're trying to figure out you know who committed this crime etc tell me the sea lion did the the glass and it actually turns out to be the (laughs) otter was the one that stole the fish they're looking for of course it did it's an otter Uh, they're utterly adorable, but they're utterly. Thieves. And then they had yes. they had another like themed segment, which was dancing with the pinnipeds because a, <laughs> sure. a sea lion is a, a pinniped, yes. pinniped. So yes. um, as is a walrus. Okay. And so they bring out this De- detective Horatius Seal, this ball that they're supposed to balance in the dance thing, and of course yeah. the the otter rides. Well, they actually did that in the show. All right, looks like this otter. Ah, fuck. What? <laughs> yeah! yeah! <laughs> Looks like this crime was committed by the otter guy. <laughs> I really wish there was a Horatio moment like that where he just blanked and they just went to the credits. I wish that moment existed. It'd be worth doing. Just yeah. have him. Just have him look at the look at the screen and go. I got nothing. Mine. <laughs> no. So the Sea Lion live show was funny, and uh, it just shows how. Incredible those Otters those are. animals are. I mean, the otter was part of it. The otter exhibit. I don't know what was going on at the particular time of day that I was there, but there's supposed to be like six or eight otters in there, but only two ever came out at any one time because they can come out and go as they please. Because they have like their their living area, and then there's a little tunnel that comes through and takes them into the tank where they swim around. And uh, I guess they were just not having it that day because only two of them ever really came out. Uh, the pictures I posted on there actually took me a long time to get because uh, I kept trying to find the otter and get where I could get a picture. And that time of day, the reflections were getting really bad, too. So. I've been to quite a few zoos with my brother, the zookeeper. Uh-huh. And in general, the better the enclosure is for the animal, the worse it is for the viewer. <laughs> right. Yeah. The more comfortable they are, they don't want to leave. Right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And it's actually yeah. really cool to go to the zoos with my brother because like, you, you, you go to the enclosure and it's like, I see the sign. I see the picture of the animal. I don't see the animal. It's, oh, it's right over there. I'm like, I would love what? to go to the zoo with your Holy brother. Holy crap. Yes, there it is. Okay. I would yeah. love to do that. <clears throat> yeah. And then uh, let's see what else. The the orca encounter, which is what they call the uh, the uh, the killer whale show now. It's it's not uh, what are the Shamu show before think, than that. I think they Shamu had to, died like 20 years ago, didn't it? Yeah. No. They, each, no. Each, each, <laughs> it's Shamu 2. Each orca has <laughs> yeah. its own Electric name. Boogaloo. And the one they just killed, who was uh, killed a bunch of divers or a bunch of trainers over the years, uh, Killikim or whatever, kill a killer. No, <laughs> killer, di- killer diver. No, it's like Killikim or something. Blackfish was based on it. Killer cam. Okay. The one. The I one... was hoping we could go through this story without bringing up Blackfish. I know. But no. No. No, no Matt. Oh, I'm no. sorry. <laughs> no, Matt. No. You just had to be a downer. But uh, Jeff's yeah. not smiling anymore. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, those the orca Tell are him. are really amazing, majestic animals. There, it's really incredible. Especially, I've never been that close to one before, and uh, watching them, you know, perform and so forth. Were you uh, in the splash? Zone? Yeah, I gotta get that. I was I not in the splash it. zone. The splash zone, actually, surprisingly, I got there half an hour early because they only had one show that day. Okay. So they, I wanted to make sure I got to see they it. They're preparing for Halloween nights too. <laughs> uh, Jesus, yeah, actually, fuck people. Actually, they were, but they're only get, open. Get the till, fuck! You're fucking with me. No, I'm actually <laughs> Holy serious. Holy shit! That the weekend, this coming weekend, 
is their their Halloween nights. But that's not why the park closes every day at five. <laughs> okay, Tank. the park oh. always closes at five. But <laughs> what uh, the hell? I you know, oh, now I want to do it. <laughs> I want to see this, whatever the fuck it is. The fucking orca. Trick or treat. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, like the orcas doing the thing where they come at you and they go skidding across the <laughs> with the knee pads that spray the sparks but and everything. The, but they got the Joker makeup. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. The plastic strips hanging down. Welcome to the lair right. of the octopus. Oh, oh God, guys. <laughs> come on. We got to do a geek shock trip for this. Mm. But yeah. When you, uh, <laughs> right. when you watch the orca, you really can tell that, you know, that, that they are a member of the dolphin family. They don't don't look anything like like a whale when you get to see them up close but it was They're incredible seeing them that close and what i was getting is this the splash zone was like one of the first areas that filled up yeah. like the parents filled it all up who doesn't want to get splashed by an awesome creature me uh, uh me. who isn't canadian I don't want to get splashed by that filthy water. Not after that uh, big's tickle throat oh, thing. Right. Right. He's Good done point. with being splashed. How does a sea lion <laughs> smash the watermelon? How does the sea lion splash the watermelon? <sighs> but anyway. <laughs> the, the wow, Andy, yeah. I got Andy two. stopped him. I got two. He stopped <laughs> him cold. The tension on your headphone wire is... it's. Andy's okay, always yeah. tense. All right. That better for you? Yeah, bring okay. him closer to the console. That yeah. Way to go, uh, Matt. <laughs> you're, you're a freaking genius. <laughs> Socialist education is paying off. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sea World was a lot of fun, <laughs> dude. You freaked me out with the Halloween nights thing. I mean, I'm serious. It's like, what? You know? I mean, maybe it's just decorations or something. But if no, they, if it, they go all out, that they said, yeah, fucking um, amazing. Starting on the starting this weekend, they actually have like, like I said, the normal park hours are till five every day, and then I believe at seven, starting this weekend, they. St- they do their own Halloween theming. Uh, this year, I don't know what they're going to do. Every, every animal is dressed like David as pumpkins. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> or Gilman, just walking around. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as you said in the uh, the, the podcast last, last week, Todd, is that every theme park now knows. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a cash slap cow, some, man. Yeah, slap some you know decorations in well, and more make than it a that, Halloween theme thing. You, you, prob- you can make money off they, of it. They probably they can't compete. If you're not doing something, yeah. oh, you yeah. die. Well, and for at, them at nightfall. Ironically, for them it makes perfect <laughs> sense because those are not hours they're normally open. So, taking advantage of it and yeah. having a couple of extra hours on weekends that you would normally be not generating revenue, you're generating revenue. So we need a field report from Southern Cal Shock Monkeys. Somebody's got to go to this thing. Oh, and, to the, and San Diego, yep. Sea World, the Sea World Halloween nights, and let us know. I we so can't reimburse to. you for the ticket, <laughs> uh, but we'll mention your name if you want it mentioned. I did almost go to the haunted hotel while I was downtown, but for some reason, they uh, uh, my buddy that I was with was telling he lives just off a of gas lamp. He was telling me that it was open the previous week, but for some reason they had it closed and they were getting it ready for Halloween this week. Revamping. So it's a full time thing there. Yeah, the the haunted hotel is it's. It's open all year long, but infrequently all year long, if that makes sense. Okay. Like Usually when traffic is heavier, they'll yeah, open it up. They'll open it up. They they hire people to go through and act. Which is, a, what hotel is it? It's not an actual hotel. It's it's a physical location off of... Well, I hope so. Is it Market and... 
So it's that same uh, street that Hard Rock's on, but a little further down. So it's it's, it's 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 a storefront, but instead of going like straight in, like where you would go to like a shop, you go down some steps. So it's basically underneath. Okay, but it's not actual, supposed to be an actual haunted no, hotel. No, it's, it's not a haunted hotel. It's an attraction. It's an attraction, but it's okay. it's called the haunted hotel. It's a physically permanent spot. They it's always set up for. They do some slight modifications to the the theming and or that's pretty like, good layout. Yeah, yeah we we okay. did it one year like. Had the moving, like the floor actually slid around a little bit, and you were mm. trying to get through the little uh, speed did re- bags. Did that you are- reenact the Jamiroquai music video? When that was yes, he no. did. He did it to a T. It was amazing. Damn it. Okay. Nailed so every move. Basic, um, basic theme of your story, Jeff, seems to be very Jeffian. Don't don't go on a trip to Southern California in the last Jeff. two weeks of September. Okay, I guess Not so. if you want a full day of doing stuff. Right. I guess so, yeah. Or at I, least stay out of the theme parks. Right. Uh, what else is there to do? Yeah. Oh, okay, true. I actually went to Griffith Park one. It was like the November first or second, or it was like it was like right after Halloween. Yeah, oh, and that's when you saw the naked muscle man rolling around, right? <laughs> okay, almost <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> what? What? Griffith Park Observatory. Termin- is that where you got your Terminator? Tickle? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. That I'm was... sorry, geeks. Too deep a cut. <laughs> Here, I'm just going to leave no, but now. This is, this is Andy. Like... I figured this actually happened yeah. to him. Kirsten's yeah, like, if, if anybody <laughs> else had been telling the story, you would have got it. If, but if, if, I, if, me, if it was Jeff or Matt, okay, right. right. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Kirsten's <laughs> like, who's got the pillow now, motherfuckers? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Except that somehow... Andy put the pillow in my hands, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this will be a killer joke. Wow, it was a killer joke. <laughs> Not so easy to wield the pillow, is it? <laughs> no, apparently it's real easy. Just get that transfer from Andy at the right moment. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, was, I, was, I was at I was the park, and it yeah. was uh, right after Halloween, and they were taking down all the decorations, so it was like mm. very weird. So last couple weeks of September, first week of November, stay away is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Put, put up and tear down. Mm. Weather's great, but... Yeah. Weather's always great down there, though. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that man. makes sense. Halloween, and now that Halloween is taken off as a big adult thing, you think about it, these theme parks, Labor Day comes by, and you're like, oh, well, that's when everything dies yep. until Christmas. Not anymore. Now they have this frenetic two weeks mm-hmm. before they start setting up for the Halloween I bet, I bet it's a month, but it's a month and a half for some places. Well, I, I mean, this... Uh, uh, the two weeks setting up for oh, sure, sure. that yeah. month. Well, but <clears throat> my issue with the the Universal one was they had just started setting up the weekend that I because I got up there on I got to L.A. on on Monday last Monday the eleventh mm-hmm. I think it was right okay mm-hmm. and I went on the twelfth which was the Tuesday and they had just basically done the setup on Saturday Sunday. And they took Monday off and were doing the rest of the setup on Tuesday because Halloween Horror Nights at Universal doesn't start until that Friday. So I thought, based on the fact that there's nothing on the website to lead me to believe otherwise, they weren't going to have it be affected by Halloween sure, Horror why Nights would you think that? until Put the that weekend. Because, I mean, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's three full days right. before... Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, I, I think the big takeaway I'm taking from this is I'm impressed at how fast they they build that. Mm. Wow! Yeah, yeah, that's because like even my tour guide was saying is like so they just started putting this together this weekend. He goes yesterday, none of this was here as we're driving by. Like they have, I mean, I'm not kidding. They had those the containers like that you get on the sh- the ships 
and they'd go on the back of semis. They had containers. Like, they had like six stacked high <laughs> that they used to make a wall for one of these. Sure. I mean, it was incredible. I'm looking up going, I didn't think you could stack those that high. Oh, yeah. And I'm just sitting there watching. Like They've got a big crane, and they're stacking stuff, and they're doing decorations Because those are usually stuff. pretty well-put-together haunted houses, so yeah. they go up that fast. I'm impressed. Yeah, they wow. had. Uh, I worked an event here in town where they'd built the event basically in a parking lot out of those structures. It was yeah. like two or three high, and yeah. So yeah, I would have loved to have gone for Halloween Horror Nights. It's just you know All wasn't right. in the cards. Yeah. So wasn't, sum up, wasn't in the plans. So I'm going to sum it up real quick. You got a truncated VIP tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw Rathacon two and got a throat tickle from pigs. Got a and then, yeah, got a and then cold. And then you uh, played with the cold until you felt better and went to Sea World. Yeah, sure. All right. Didn't go to sure, Legoland. Why not? Did not go to Legoland. I toyed with it. I just decided not to. <laughs> I did, he did with the toys. Good. That was good. Yeah, that was, See, Andy, that's that how I ain't going to give you that one. <laughs> that's how you do it. I ain't going to give you that one. You, you, you no. get a three out of the four. Okay. You're, you're blocking that? Yeah. Three, ah. three out of four geek shockers. Now that, that is how you do it. <laughs> did you see that? He blocked that one. Mm-hmm. Blocked it. Matt, don't encourage him. Yeah. <laughs> really, don't encourage him. <laughs> Just Matt, Matt, Matt. Lego. <laughs> so should we get this out hey, of the way? Hey, Happy hey, birthday, hey. Torgo. Wait, wait, no, no, wait, wait. Me and Andy are. Oh, oh, no. Me, Fuck me, Torgo. Me, Matt's got something I'm to say. Moving us on. Me and Andy are I'm connecting. I'm moving us on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> connecting. Okay. I'm. <laughs> oh, that's what you're waiting for? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was it. Stop. Happy birthday. Fuck Torgo because. <laughs> I rant, been, rant, rant. I've been enjoying the hell out of your uh, your shelf porn. Posts. I, I have to throw it out there, monkeys. Wow, yeah, that was impressive. I asked you for shelf porn, and you came through in spades. It's a lot of porn. My dick is sore. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm still touching myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been so. It's, thank you for opening up your shelf lives to me because it's been wonderful just picking over your books and your your media and collectibles. So thank you, thank you, thank you, and for all the wonderful wishes. Any it, weird ones awesome. stick out? Uh, one that I, Tony Longworth uh, has this fantastic uh, spaghetti monster that he made. Oh, wow. Mm. It, it's it's displayed over his shelves. Uh, apparently, he uses it for a tree topper for a Christmas. Excellent. And it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So kudos, Tony. I missed that one. Of the coffee jelly hour, that yeah. Tony? Oh, yeah. Touched by his noodly appendage. Oh. Absolutely. So, But there were so many great things. Yeah. I got to peek into the books and ask people about certain books on their shelves because there are certain series I've always been going, should I do it, should I not? Mm-hmm. So so thank you for answering my questions as well. Yeah. And as long as we're on birthday stuff, oh, what? I, oh. the package I was waiting for was a package for you. Oh, God, that's a Disney Parks plastic bag. I love yes. plastic bags. There you go. Yeah. Oh. Thoroughly used, too. This Look is at from, that. This is from uh, Jamie Prano. Oh. Oh, oh, oh well, this is a full-on uh, it gift. It's a full-on gift. Yeah. It's a wrapped gift. And oh. there's yeah. R- why wrap it? This is a podcast, <laughs> right? While we're on it, Torgo, I didn't send you any shelf porn because well, you see it every day. So. Right? Yeah, your shelf porn is my shelf yeah. porn. Damn, you actually <laughs> should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> no. You know that now that I think about it, that would have been funny. I'm like, <laughs> just repost the pictures that yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, what are the geeky things you do? I'm going to open these up and then I'll talk about. I watched it. the uh, end of Twin, uh, Twin Peaks and and wow, did that end like in the middle of stuff? I told you. <laughs> Welcome I, to I, Lynch, I know, man. I know, but it's like, yeah, wow. I warned so you. Ma- so many threads left left dangling. There were cables left dangling. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just uh, madness. Um, really enjoyed it. Yeah, and uh, the more I watch it, the more I realize that uh, one of my favorite movies, True Stories. 
uh, is very similar to Twin Peaks without as much murder. Okay. Yeah, True Stories is, just has the same sort of quirky sideways look of the middle of America, and it's just delightful. Hmm. Now, I, did anybody by... Because I was out of town, and unfortunately, when it was uh, supposed to be on, I was not in the hotel room, but did anybody catch the second episode of The Orville? I haven't, and I, I've meant to, because... Uh, I heard a lot of bashing on the first one, and then uh, Richard well, Oden came in and yeah. enjoyed more, the second one. More than okay. one person has said that the the second episode is really good already. I mean, it, it, first episodes are always tough when you have a pilot episode. Mm-hmm. You've got to throw all that stuff together. You've got to do a lot of character development exposition right off the bat. And, you know, I, I saw it as having potential. I didn't think it was nearly as bad as what a lot of people were saying, because I did get to see that before I left. Right. But I'm sitting there. I'm like, I was wa- reading the 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 different comments about how people were bashing it online and I'm like uh, for the first episode and I'm sitting there and I'm like come on it wasn't that bad come on but yeah uh, I don't understand that I mean for me it's like I actually expect a pilot to suck yeah and then but it also tends the- to show you the potential yeah. yeah exactly and then it'll get started and if it's a good pilot then right. you're like oh shit even better right so yeah, what, do, went, what do we have here to, oh. the, f- first of all Jamie, thank you so much. This this is absolutely wonderful. He's tearing up. Uh, first, I have a uh, a canned river otter. That's it's literally a tin can, and on, on it says tan, uh, tanned, uh, canned Contained. river otter. Uh, these river otters have been known to lie in cool water under your covers and snuggle you to sleep. Ah. And it's it's got facts on the backs. Facts on the back, indeed. Nice. And the color time coloring book. Stress relief adult coloring book, uh, and on the front is Jason Voorhees on oh, the cover. Nice. Oh, and it looks like it's yeah. Oh, inside yeah. it is oh, all God. Jason coloring She's pictures. She's insightful. So mm-hmm. so glorious. Thank you so yeah. much, Jamie. Uh, and there's also a letter. So, uh, dear letter Geek time. Shock it's Monkeys. Oh, it's singular. Monkeys. Oh, it's yeah. plural. I want to say. Happy Womb Expulsion Day, Happy Fetus Eviction Day, Happy Life Anniversary Day. Congratulations on another spin around this Sunday, or simply Happy Birthday, Todd. Thank you, Jamie. Todd, I think everyone deserves a little something on their birthday, so I got you a couple of little things I thought would make you smile. Yes, it did. I would normally apologize for the Spider-Man wrapping paper, which was awesome, but since it was either that or Christmas wrapping paper, I will keep my apologies to myself. Uh, Besides, do you know how difficult it is to find otter wrapping paper in the last minute? Besides, Spidey is pretty awesome. It says here, feel free to open your birthday present now if you have not already. I have already. Thank you. I also have gifts for all my favorite Geek Shock monkeys. By the way, do not tell any of the other monkeys that you guys are my favorite. These are just a small token of my thanks to each of you for helping me smile each and every week. If I were to tell you just how much listening to the podcast and being a shock monkey means to me, I would start getting all sappy, and no one likes a sappy monkey. Instead, I will say thank you, thank you, thank you. Inside the box, you will find something to be shared by the group for those that wish to partake, as well as a little something for each one of you. I hope you will enjoy these items as much as I enjoyed making them for you. It says here, feel free to open the box and hand out gifts now if you have not already. What's in the box? What's in the box? Oh, Jesus, it's heavy. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, the it's, fuck it's, is in the fucking it's box? Fragili. It's uh, it's fragile. Fragile. Yeah. fragile. It's from it's Italian. Italian. It's Italian. <laughs> Thank you again for all the it's joy and all of the laughs. 
Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. It's a wonderful letter, and these, these gifts are perfectly... Wow! That's Matt putting That's the mic. serious foley. Yeah, it is. It even oh, has nice. the Disney stuff. Guys! Melted ice. We got ice packs! Yes! <laughs> Woo-hoo! Oh, God, Jamie, you're, you're psychic. I, I don't know how you do it. It's going to be perfect for your back. Mm. What is oh, this? Still is there, it's a big bottle. Still partially frozen here. It's Hold a on. big bottle. <laughs> what what do we have? You need to pass off stuff? Here. Okay. Oh, my God. So we have it's pie. Apple, apple pie cordial. Shake and swirl before serving. Keep refrigerated. I serve over ice cream mixed with citrus soda and or juice or straight up. Oh, my God. And mixed berry. Mm. Are you mixed kidding berry me cordial. right now? Yep. Very nice. Very nice. This is amazing. And it's very glittery. And it is glittery. Wow. And I got a little wrapped Kirsten. Ooh, a little wrapped Kirsten. It's something wrapped that says Kirsten on it. Nice. Yeah, that's so cute. That edible glitter they have now, they put it in everything. Oh it's my crazy. Oh, it's in it. Okay. They need to put it on strippers. Jamie, these cords look amazing. Mm. Yeah. My name is Yef. Right. Torg was opening something. Oh, I, I wonder if they're glasses. That would be cool if they're glasses. We, oh. it, it's, it's, it's got we some could heft. really use some glasses. It's got some heft. Oh, perfect. Glasses to put the cordial in. <laughs> glasses for... The, ooh, what's, what's, there's something... Oh, my God. What, what is it? What is it? The, there's etching on the glass. <gasps> no, okay. Has anybody there's noticed it's, on the glass. It's, it's wrapped in minion paper Min- towels? Minion paper towels. And I just did the minion mayhem ride at Universal, so that was kind of... Ah, cool. excellent. The, the woman Synergy. is psychic. This is amazing. Uh, she knows what she's doing. So uh, so I hope Andy's is spill-proof. Yeah, well, no, I'm sure it isn't. Etched, you say? Oh, it actually says fact-checked Andy on the glass. Oh, that's amazing. And Geek Shock. Oh, these are just too cool. And within the glasses these themselves, nice. in, in its own wrapper, is a name tag for each one of us. What? It's absolutely amazing. And it is from Star Tours. <laughs> Mine is in 80s, says 80s Jeff in like 80s italics. Oh, it does. Look at that. <laughs> wow. Back to the Future. That is amazing. It of actually mine does has a look very font. Back to the Future font. Wow. I got Star Wars. And it says Geek Shock on the other side. I'm a bounty hunter. That. Mine says Jedi Knight. But the, <laughs> the scripting, if you see it on the back, it says, what is that, a, a ribbish? I guess that's the language that they're using for the, the Star Wars language. Star Wars, yeah. So mine says Torgo at the top, but the bottom says Master. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting this on my shirt. Wow. Immediately. Hey, I'm a rebel. Oh, this. Pa- oh, that the, the, the paper yeah. that's in there is the uh, yes it's translation. The translation. Oh wow. Mine yep, says Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> Your Andy's Apprentice. <laughs> Come Padawan. <laughs> According to this paper, I am a Sith Lord apprentice. A Sith Lord? Oh, you're not mine. That baby. sounds about right. And it says Jeff in the script. That's brilliant. My God, Jamie, this is amazing. Yes. This is absolutely kind and generous, my this, word. It is. I'm so excited for your next birthday and what she gets us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a Jedi Master, but a Rebel. <laughs> ah. you, you can't be at all. I'm man. a rebel, all right. daddy. You can't be at all. Obviously, Jamie thinks I'm the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I think you're the coolest, too, so it works out. Hand oh, me a glass, shit. guys. What do you got? Oh, oh, he's going to pour the cordial. Oh, oh you're pouring this the cordial? is an accident. No, wait. No, yeah, Andy's pouring the... cordial. Oh. This is the okay. apple pie cordial. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, that's wonderful and very Whoa. sweet. Yeah, that definitely needs to be over ice cream. Wow, look how uh, much. Stop, 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 stop. Yeah. Look how much edible glitter bit. is, is sitting on the bottom f- of that bottle. Just real quick, take a look at that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah we're supposed to shake it, weren't we? <laughs> well, I shook it a little before I set it down, but not nearly well, enough. Well, she meant apparently. the bottle, not your butt. Oh, well, I was shaking like a bore well, picture, it baby. It should be more specific next time, then. Mmm, apple pie. Thanks again, Jamie. My oh, God, look at that thank glitter. you. Like four fingers in here. Look at this. Look at that. That's what she said. <laughs> All right, fine. Transfer, you puss. Slancha. Nice, slancha. Well, while they are toasting, I'm going to throw a little, little business bit. out there. there. Uh, Geek Shock, still wow. dis- uh, the book club d- still discussing Lord of Light, uh, but already we've thrown up the request for nominations for October's book. Again, being October, the book has to be horror. Oh, my. So that's the only nominations that will be accepted. That what? gives you a little shiver down the Does, back yeah. after you're done. It's good, but yeah. wow. That is potent. Oh, I thought Andy like almost shot no, it out no, his no. nose I, or something. It was uh it's it's got a it's got a bite. <laughs> good. It's yes, good. But yeah, this uh this Woo. needs to go over something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very syrupy. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's great. We need to get ice cream for next week. Yes. Right. Definitely ice cream. All right, definitely mm-hmm. ice cream. But that is this good. would be amazing over ice cream. Mm-hmm. Now I want to try the mixed berry one too, but we have a show to do. Yeah, yeah, yes, we do. Uh, we'll have the mixed berry over ice cream uh, next week. Uh, uh, what the heck was that? It's Andy speaking. My Universal Translator is broken today. I can't. Uh, yeah. Well, this week I did see it. Yes. What? Stop it! <laughs> Stop what? Stop. Oh, what did God, you see? Damn it! No, the guy I'm first. God damn what? I, I saw it the movie. Third base. Uh, so I guess it's just me and back Andy that's four, seen it. Back to the four fingers, yeah. are we? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wanna see it, but I don't want to go by myself. Nothing I'm scared. Oh, yeah, say Nothing what? I'm scared. I just don't want to be it's, that guy like look at that the, nerd up there by himself. You know, like Is that what they were doing to me when I you saw You know it? what? <laughs> just go. Dude. <laughs> You know how many movies I see by myself? Just get over it. Yeah, you're that guy. Yeah. No, the, impi- <laughs> the opinions about important people are Sometimes wow. I'm boy, the only oh one in the theater. You so get half a finger at Cordial and Matt, yeah. and the truth just flows. You get half a finger at Matt, and he just can't it up. Half a finger. <laughs> Andy, get it out of there. <laughs> Stop being so self-conscious and just go. It feels like a pinky, but it isn't. Now, since everyone hasn't gone, I won't spoil it, but I will say I was really impressed by this film. Yeah. Super impressed. Uh, Of course, I I realize, yes, it's different than the book it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Even if you did half the book, that's 500 pages worth of material. Right. What I really was impressed by was they nailed the tone of it. I I explained that I had trepidation with Mm -hmm. Skarsgård. That was wiped out before the end of the Georgie scene at the beginning. Okay. That is creepy. I was impressed by him throughout this entire film, and I realize some of that is effects work. Kudos to the effects people, but also Skarsgård really did a good Pennywise. Uh, they, someone asked me on Twitter, what was my feeling of this Pennywise versus the Tim Curry Pennywise? They both have their place. Curry was more charming mm-hmm. as Pennywise, uh, but this one, Skarsgård, showed more the monster behind Pennywise because mm-hmm. Pennywise is not a clown. Pennywise is a cosmic entity, Lovecraftian style. All right now, in the book, does he have any like true form, or is he just you it, like Lovecraftian mm-hmm. uh, creatures? You human beings cannot comprehend his true okay. form. Okay, 
And that's one of the problems of why the original miniseries ends so terribly with that giant spider. Okay, because I was, I was trying to remember if I was going back to that because it's I never saw it after I saw it on TV for the first time. Sure. So I was sitting there the whole time listening to the podcast last week going, I was like, was it a giant spider or yes. was that just the... Was that just the TV series, or am I completely remembering something else? So, am I fusing it with, and you know, when you're reading the book, Lord of the Rings, it's it's very nebulous with its spider description. Okay, so it allows your brain to conjure the most hideous, uh, eldritch spider your brain can con can conjure. I got Thank you. you. But when they were doing a TV movie, they had a limited budget, so they made a <clears throat> shitty looking shitty looking stop motion spider. spider. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. was. Although with that Lord of the Rings reference. I now want to see Shelob's lair filmed with Pennywise. Yes, mm-hmm. but so it's a big, wide, it's a all-encompassing combined universe. Yeah, um, I guess there was a second kid from uh, Stranger Things in there too, which I had not clicked onto. Was there? Yeah, I read a review of it and it talked about the two kids from Stranger Things okay. being in it. Either way, again, like you said, Andy, the kids <laughs> were amazing. Every single one of them. Yep. Um, I'm so looking forward to part two. Did you figure out where I screamed? Yes. You did? Yep. Okay. Without a doubt. You could still hear it. Yep. Yep. In fact, I heard it in that moment. I was like, oh, there's Andy screaming. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, one huge takeaway uh, from this film. Huge. 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 It's going to be huge. Biggest lies. takeaway oh, ever. Oh, he lies. This probably has my favorite encompassed horror scene since the clown of Poltergeist. Which I consider the ultimate in the horror scenes. The all the clown scenes put together into one thing. That's my favorite horror moment ever. The painting in uh, the synagogue mm-hmm. is probably second now yeah. to that scene. That scene is impressively done, mm-hmm. and it's it's so specific. And of course, that's not part of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what it turns out is uh, Andy Muschietti, the uh, director. Mm-hmm. He was scared of a similar painting in his youth that mm-hmm. I believe his mother had. The painter was a Modigliani. Oh, Modigliani. Sure, yeah. I love Modigliani. So it's it's one of those, it's a stylized form of yeah. human with kind of like dead eyes as far as dead Modigliani's eyes, yeah. go. But if you translated that into an actual human, it would be an absolutely frightening thing yeah. to see. And of course, kids of a younger age don't have this whole stylized idea. All they see is this is a painting of a monster. Yep. And I have fallen in love with that painting. Oh, I have so fallen in love with that painting of that movie mm-hmm. that I, I will have it for my wall. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Side, some, someone out there will make it and I will buy it. Quick side note. The uh, tape that sealed the box that carried our gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Andy, Andy was the courier of this box. And you just love it because the tape specifically says, do not drop. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were lucky. Yeah. So, Sorry, so yes, it, it had definite changes from the book, especially the end of it. There was a lot of stuff that it did on its own. Oh, yeah? Uh, uh, the whole concept of uh, they float down here is completely turned on its ear. Oh, okay. Um, I really didn't have a lot of problems with the changes they made. Okay. I realized they made it more of an action picture versus the, the book is a lot of internal dialogue mm-hmm. and a lot of internal motivations the review i read was by bob Grimm from the um one of the reno papers he used to uh, i've met him a few times he used to work and used to do reviews for the mercury when i was on there and uh he pointed he just 
loved it and uh, said it was better than a book and that the book needed some serious editing and the book was too long, too the, rambled too much. And, I'm going to tell you right now, the book, I, I will admit, the book is my favorite book of mm-hmm. all time. I don't think I have one above it. Yep. And yes, in some areas, it is kind of a rambling mess, but that's part of what I like about it. He didn't say this, but I'm interpreting from what he said that it's kind of like the uh, MCU stuff where they take this rambling thing and because the MCUs, I love the MCU, you know, the, the, the comics it's based on. But when you have that much time, I mean, they yes. just trim it down to the best elements and switch what they need to switch to make it an interesting. Yeah, I'll agree yeah. with that assessment. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if there's only one scene that I just didn't match to me, and I guess that they were trying to make it scary, but it just came off as kind of comical, mm. is uh, toward the end when, and I'm trying to keep this as spoilerless as sure, I can, sure. uh, when Pennywise the Dancing Clown makes good on his name. Oh, that didn't bother me. But, okay. Yeah. That, that, that comes like, okay, that's kind of odd. Yeah. But other than that, no, I had no the issue with it. Spelling of dancing is that from the book? I d- didn't even pay that much attention. No, it's spelled the nest for some reason. Hmm. Interesting, because you know Stephen Dan- King has Dan's the book Macabre. Dance Macabre. So. Yeah. But yeah, all thumbs up for this movie. I will love it. I will. I would watch it again. I will buy it, and then I will buy it again when the second part comes out and the collection comes out mm-hmm. for an ultimate edition. And when the third movie comes out, and, and when the third and fourth movie comes out, and I watch someone drink a Limelight Sunrise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I will enjoy those movies especially. Oh, I or forgot. Chew or something. Right? I forgot the terms of that. What do we have to do to make sure it's Jake? <laughs> <laughs> all, all you have to do is keep a third movie from being made. Oh, so by the wow. 20, by some date in the oh, 2025. Good. good. I believe it's 2025. Okay, good. We can so, delay a movie. So if you can delay we the third that. movie. I think it's 2022. Oh. I could be wrong. Perhaps. Yeah, it it we need clarification because yeah. we got to get the right word to our North Korean agents. Right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> muck with film releases. Yes. <laughs> Any other things you want to bring up, gentlemen? I started uh, the third book of the Witcher series. Ah. It's the second novel, third book. The, the fir- fir- yeah, the first book was a collection of stories, it's right? It's an anthology, yeah. And uh, it's interesting. It's like titled A Time of Contempt or something like that. <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm having memory issues lately, so it's interesting. It's it's funny, too, because, of course, they're, uh, Andre uh, Sapkowski is a um, – oh, my – is a uh, Pol- Polish writer, and so the difference between what Europeans or Poles expect in their fiction novels is very clear because the book starts off with a lot of talking exposition. And uh, I'm, I'm reading this. I, I like it. doesn't I, bother I, me. I love exposition. So yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it's why I like it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Mano Manischewitz, there are... Uh, that most American readers would just, nothing's happening. Ah, wah, wah. And unfortunately, it's soaked into publishing because I could see American editors being like, you need you, you, too much talking heads. You got to, you know, show, don't tell, which is really funny because a lot of this stuff, how do you show this shit? Yeah. So, 
and never mind the fact that all fiction writing is telling. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> but yeah, Don't it's all the massive mouth breeders. Yeah. <laughs> mouth breeders that mouth breeders. Oh, we're back to we're back to the back of the throat thing here. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. <laughs> You're breeding mouth. Yeah, this is mouth husbandry right here. Mm-hmm. Um, viral colony. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it um, it's fun. It's interesting. Um, uh, no no real D&D report. Just uh, had a little had bit a of small, a small Oh, adventure. you were supposed to bring the journal. A little. F- oh, was it supposed to do that? Yeah, it was. Oh, Torga wanted to read it. Yeah, your D and D story from last week was yeah. really actually goddamn funny. That yeah, was, that <laughs> yeah, was. I was laughing out loud in the car while I was driving, listening to it. In fact, uh, every time the the nav would chime in with a direction, I'd have to go back and hit the <laughs> uh, on my my dash when I it has a little go back ten seconds button because mm-hmm. you can't really drag and drop while you're driving so i'm like constantly having to tap it because like everything was important to hear in that story uh, yeah, that's that's actually good to know that uh, and that was a great that was a great session. we actually listened to that after the game did you uh, because uh, we found out that major Mal listens to it at one and a half speed or double speed oh, god, oh my yes. god yeah and and commander k it sounds fine the rest <laughs> of us sound like munchkins <laughs> he, he was commenting on that. He's like, Kirsten, you don't sound sped up at all. But And he, he loves you, Todd. Oh, because I really speed up, I'm sure. Yeah, I talk you, fast yeah, anyway. You sound like a an extra from Wizard of Oz. Awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> That's it. In fact, we need you to say, follow the Yellow Brick Road. Follow the Yellow Brick Road. All we right. You to the right m- now. Lollipop right game. now, Major yeah. Matt is losing his shit. Yeah. <laughs> The Lollipop Guild? <laughs> um, oh, by the way, I texted Jamie. Uh-huh. And we just opened the gift. And she's like, oh, good. I hope you guys like them. And I highly, all caps, recommend cutting that cordial with soda or juice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Uh, we, uh, we tell, her, tell her Andy opened it, and that's all she'll need to know that we <laughs> did not do that. Yeah. That's a, oh. As a matter of fact, we're lucky we've got uh, cordial at all so right yes hey good point i poured it cordially (sighs) here it comes with a fucking pillow yeah (laughs) i i read a book i didn't expect to love as much as i did what um i've heard you read what i've heard i've heard many good things about this book of course over the Ah, years bible it's a yes it is a classic (laughs) um now this book is a classic in horror literature it has inspired horror writers for decades and I'm talking ah, the about Bible. Richard Matheson's <laughs> I Am Legend. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I read that a few years ago. My God, that is a great book. And s- I almost couldn't believe I was reading a book from the 50s. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it's written in such a way that it, it would work today. You could release this book today and, and say, yeah, I wrote, I wrote this three weeks ago. All right. And it would sound right. The, you release it in another month or two, it would be nonfiction. <laughs> Fine point. Yeah, really. It's obviously where uh, Romero got his idea from Night of the Living Dead. And, uh, he, and Romero would have told you as much and has said as much in interviews. You can see where all the zombie apocalypse novel started here, even though it's vampires. But mm. this is where that came from. Mm-hmm. And beginning to end, all the way to the end, which is a fine philosophical piece. Yeah, I'll wacky. just leave it as such. Mm. Very wacky. Yeah, I got that when uh, Will Smith 
Because, you know, of course, all the tie-ins, they'll always do promotional stuff. Right. And so the Will Smith movie came out, and they did a big reprint run and stuff like that. So I went ahead and bought it, and <coughs> it was the first time I actually read it, although I was familiar with his, with his, the essence of his story. And, yeah, it is very cool. Eminently yeah. readable. As opposed to a, a book from the 60s that people have been reading that some people have been having a problem with. <laughs> I've been recommending this book for over a year now, and now people are reading it and just like, oh, what the fuck? I don't like anybody. Or no, I, I don't I get it, anybody. I think it rhymes with Board of Right. Mm. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, wow. 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 <laughs> One of the greatest wow. novels ever. There you go, folks. Uh, but you know what? I, I liked the dialogue in that book. I did like the dialogue. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he has good, he, he gives good dialogue. So everyone talks Amber novels, but I know where you Zelazny, I see you Zelazny, your head over there. Uh, wow, Andy's sitting on a pillow. I am. That's amazing. I'm sitting on a pillow. I discovered it. But uh, <laughs> you're saying Zelazny. Zelazny, uh, everyone talks about the Amber novels, right? But he has, <laughs> he has other great uh, books that he actually wrote before the Amber series. Which is what you know people most talking about. And there's others in this grouping. There's another one about uh, Egyptian gods. Yeah, it's not it's not like a same universe or something. Right. But um, creatures of light and darkness is uh, is that's actually if anything it's even wackier. Really? Mm. Yeah, that might be something you could get into too. Although your 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 lack of connecting with the protagonist is like I don't know what to what to say about that because he really does make. I mean, there he can make some real anti-hero protagonists. Mm-hmm. Jack of Shadows. The the the, the it's novel. A sh- it's a short novel. Okay, but that one that that protagonist is really anti-hero. You really have a hard time sympathizing with this guy because his whole arc is essentially becoming a sympathetic character. Oh, interesting. So. <clears throat> And, uh, and I highly recommend that book, although that book is just like Lord of Light. You're going to come without a print issues. Oh, wait. Well, you know what? I'll take that back because when I was just looking things up and researching, I think I saw more copies of Jack of Shadows. Maybe there was a recent print run or something okay. than Lord of Light, which I just figured would be in print sure. perpe- in perpetuity. But it, it apparently You think that would do. be the way for all Hugo Award winners? <laughs> yeah. Insane. They go back and forth. So, so yeah. It... Um, Zelazny was a great writer, though. Uh, uh, inspiration to Neil Gaiman. Oh, um, yeah. I actually uh, had, uh, when he was living out here in Vegas, I had one one afternoon I had a drink with Stephen Bruce. Oh, who, nice. Wow. Who wrote the, um, who writes the uh, Vlad Taltosh novels. And there's a, there's a famous story where Bruce and Gaiman and Zelazny are meeting at one of the world cons and Zelazny's advice for writing a short story is write the last chapter of a novel that you'll never write. Oh, wow. Ah. And he was considered a short story master. And I do recommend uh, a lot of his uh, anthologies. Bruce also told me the story of he would, took a theater class. He was studying theater at University of Minnesota. And he did a stage combat class. And his combat was actually based on, and I believe it's the combat at the river with the assassin that comes to kill Sam mm-hmm. and then doesn't, actually actually becomes his follower. Right. Um, and I believe it's that combat 
they base their uh, their their stage project, their final project. Oh, on, fun! If I remember his story correctly, that's really fun. Because he said there was, we based it on a great battle, and of course there's that real boss battle toward the end of the book, which is actually taken from. Oh boy, I I don't want to offend Hindus. I believe it's the Rig Veda that um, there's a big gods battle that goes on, and that battle is actually based on that. Okay. Inspired by it. That would make sense with uh, everything else going through there. I like the novel because Yama, the god of death, the inventor, the engineer, I like his arc because he he starts out as a bitter enemy of Sam and eventually comes over. Yeah, he had probably the best arc as far as like through all the stories. Mm -hmm. And it, it murders me. That final scene with him and, uh, oh my God, uh, yeah, people talked about the names yeah. and getting confusing, and I forget, <laughs> I forget the the name. It was it's one of the, I think it's one of those that begins with K. Yeah, it's not Krishna, but it's one of the other gods who can it create almost like um, synesthesia, where he can associate different sensations and feelings with different senses and he can like create he can enhance the spoonness of a spoon which right. is actually a line <laughs> from the novel and there's that scene where yama has uh has um kali who has been transmigrated but is damaged yes and he's trying to help her recover and he's like helpless he can't figure it out and so the uh, the other god, who's I, I'm so pissed I can't we'll, remember. We'll call him Special K. Yeah, and so Special <laughs> K comes in, and like starts using his abilities, and you see a glimmer of hope that they can fix her. And that scene gets me every time I read the book. That scene destroys me. Wow. And for everyone who read the book, the scene where Sam is staring at the seed trying to decide if he wants to live or not, if he wants to accept this new life, was the scene I was reading to my dad in hospice Oh wow! when he finally passed away. Wow. Because I was actually rereading the book when he was in hospice. That's powerful. And I was reading the, yeah. And I, I it was basically by choice because I knew his time was coming and I was reading the book, so I just read that scene to him. That's beautiful. So, Lord Kubera? Yes, yeah. Kubera. Yeah, I mean that certain parts of talking about powers and abilities were cool in terms of descript cuz um you, you, the history of the whole canon of superheroes and everything you always go for the strength, you know, the speed, the zapping power or something. So when you have like Lord Kubera who right. enhances feeling, sensation and essence um or the the best was Mara the Lord of Illusions. Never, I don't think ever has an illusionist been portrayed as so fucking dangerous. Mm-hmm. In the big battle scene, he's like the one who's constantly fucking shit up and making things difficult for the rebel side. Gotta watch out for those trickster gods, man. Yeah. So it was, it, it was, uh, well, that was the thing too, because Mara is not really portrayed as a trickster. Yeah. It, it, the, the, the illusions were actually rather. Just the powerful uh, deceptions, but they're not like cons. They're rather, it's just the potency of the lie that you can't help but believe. Mm. I don't know how to better. That's actually a really good way to phrase it. 
So I I loved it. I loved the I, the book with a roommate of mine was like, Kristen, you got to read this. Kristen, you got to read this. And he gave me my copy and I held on to it for years. And then when I finally did read it, I was like, holy shit. And I was blown away. So I was still always treasure my copy. What's your water of light? Write to us at... No, oh. we're you know, oh, we're gonna fuck have to you, <laughs> fuck you. Like I tell this after Jeff, I tell a story no, so no, long no, no, no. we're done with the episode. No, I was trying. <laughs> you're, I, you're, was, you're, I was trying to dodge what's avoid, coming next. You never dodge it. Oh, uh, you're ready for it's, it? Though. It's just like God a damn it. It's just you're like ready. a big throat tickle. Uh, it's coming. Ready? Here it comes. Close Here your comes. eyes and turn your head. Here it comes. Weekend geek. Oh, wait, Matt never Yay! got to finish telling his what he geeky thing uh, he that's did. That's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's okay. I'll just sit here in the dark. <laughs> Go ahead. No, that's for your Torgo bullshit earlier. <laughs> oh! Read your fucking little piece of paper. Let's go. Fucking piece of paper? <laughs> wow. I hope there's so many names in there that you can use. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Miller's directorial debut was Deadpool, mm-hmm. the comic book movie with a box office take of $783.1 million on a $58 million budget. So after departing the Deadpool sequel, Miller is in a position to pick up any project he chooses. And the project he has officially chosen is Terminator 6. Oh, my. Did you know there's actually an otter in here? Yes, there is. It's, there's, yeah, there's little stuff that are in there. I, I gotta know. open up yeah. with a can opener. According to the Terminator fans, which I assume is a website, uh, the first draft of the script because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise could possibly gonna, be a person. It'd be really weird. They get this info. Uh, the first draft of the script should be completed this month. James Cameron will be producing. Filming begins in 2018, and Schwarzenegger will be back, reprising the role. Of course, he will. I like Genesis. There, I said it. Fuck all of you. Yeah, I <laughs> win. Yeah, no, no, you didn't win. Yeah, Genesis was was okay. It was the one before that that was painful. yeah. That was yeah. I I take Genesis over Salvation any day. You know, it's really funny, Vernon. I think I said this. Vernon made me watch Salvation, and yeah. I was like, oh. I I take it outside of canon. Outside yeah. of canon, it's interesting when you come across those franchise movies where it's like, you know what? If I just take this and remove it. You know what? If I read Salvation as a novel, I probably would have liked it. I just don't think it was a very well put together movie. No, it was not. It was a McGee joint, right? Yep. Yeah. It was McGee and uh, it was like that's Chris- all you have to Christian, say. Well, it was Christian Bale in between Batman projects, right? right? Yeah. It. I don't know. It's like you had Bale doing a fine job acting, but it just well, it he's was, Bale. It's poorly written dialogue so it just didn't really an action that didn't make sense yeah my god all right but uh, you know what okay please yes go ahead. no i was gonna say mcg yes i'm I, uh, and a cyborg that had no business being anywhere in the film fuck that cyborg yeah i don't know what he's talking about and and gig- gigantic you know four-story tall stealthy robots somehow <laughs> hey they could sneak up on things you know what don't trust those robots. I'm just picturing of like a four-story robot doing that cartoon. <laughs> yeah, little tiptoes. Yeah. Um, McGee. Yes. I, I wonder. Sounds like you, a sandwich. I think you. I don't know. Well, no. You. It, I think it would be under. Don't give a shit about. Jesus Christ! What is it? 
I read this week he's involved in something. Yeah, that's somewhere in my uh, red light, green lights. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I shut up. We'll get to it eventually. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> good, good, good. Mm. I almost put it in News Don't Give Shit About, but I wanted to give Andy a break. Oh, you're so nice. No, don't fuck Andy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Jesus it's Christ. Sure. Yeah, I'm okay. In the fuck Andy camp. No, <laughs> oh, you. Nobody wants to fuck Andy. <laughs> he didn't mean it that way. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, not that way, Andy. Oh, okay. Pull your pants up. Oh, fine. <laughs> you know, it, I, yeah. take off the lipstick. <laughs> I'm such a love hate relationship with Mick G. He's a. I don't like any of the films he's directed. Okay. But when he's. But he makes a mean pita. But when he's <laughs> attached as a producer on a project. The projects seem to be really good, so I don't know if it's just that Ooh. he's much more talented as a producer than in a director role or what. Because all right, because yeah, I then mean this this thing you're gonna read. Is yeah, gonna be well, we'll, we'll get yeah. to it. Yeah, right. so maybe this will. I'm not giving it up because <laughs> I have honestly forgotten it. Little foreshadowing that'll lead to what my red light, green light response will be mm. without I, without actually sure. knowing what it is. I am curious uh, with this Tim Miller film. Because mm-hmm. I would like to see what Miller would do with a Terminator movie. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of nervous that it's Terminator 6. Mm. Uh, I 7? I, I would like... This is one of those things I'd rather they kind of reboot and start all over on. Well, I thought Genesis was the reboot. Terminator 6. As long as, yeah. back again. as long as it opens up the same song Deadpool did, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Angel of the Morning. Yeah, it's got to start with that. Every <laughs> Miller song has yeah. to start oh with that. Oh, my God. Arnold sitting on a highway overpass right. doing a little yeah. crayon thing. Yeah, why, who wouldn't want that? I'm raising my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I got to get a little bad news out of the way. Um, uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. He was like a zillion though, right? He was Ninety-one like, years old. Yeah, uh, and that died peacefully at Cedar Sinai Hospital in Los and Angeles. lived hard. Yes, and a career six-decade de- career. Born in Irvine, Kentucky. Known for his roles in Alien, Escape from New York, as well as The Godfather Part Two, and many others. And most recently, he can be seen as uh, Carl Rod in the newly revised Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. Right. His final performance will be the movie Frank and Ava, which is currently in post-production. Other notable credits include two Stephen King movie adaptations, Christine and The Green Mile. Mm. So And Alien. I started with that one. I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How'd I miss that? <laughs> I, I, I blame this this wonderful syrup soda. Yeah, it was it was nice to see him again in the the Twin Peaks revival. That was cool. Yeah, so. yeah. So, so was he in Spaghetti Speed? Barry Dean Stanton. Uh, no, man. The event, uh, the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, I was yes, gonna say, wasn't too. he? Yeah, he was the the security guard that found. Uh, Are you an alien? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. Yeah. No. Um. The one of the vampires in the RV. Um. Vampire near Dark? Yeah, was he in Near oh. Dark? I, God, it feels like I don't remember. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. But he God. was in. I think his like first credit is like Cool Hand Luke. I've yeah. I remember hearing that he was in there. Yeah, but uh, did j- just to back up for a bit, Harry Dean Stanton as a vampire would have been perfect. Yeah. Wacky. That you know what you could project that. <gasps> there you go. Oh, he was a vampire in Alien. Mm-mm, no. no? Oh, okay. No. Wow. Okay. I was going to say, just watch Big Love, mm-hmm. but think it's about vampires. Oh, know. there you go. The TV show Big Love? Yeah, he the was HBO. In, yeah, he was in that. He was the he was the, the patriarch. Right, but yeah. now I'm putting that all together as a vampires thing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was a patriarch of that Bill Paxton. He is Bill Paxton's dad. Yeah. Oh. That's the whole power struggle. 
Okay, interesting. That, that I got. That, by the way, I got from an old KD, KODT comic where somebody read Atlas Shrugged and thought they were all vampires, <laughs> and when he found out they weren't, was really disappointed. But then everyone was like, you know what? If mm. you think of them as vampires, it's a much better book. Mm-hmm. When, so. I, when one day I read that book, and I probably won't, <laughs> but one day if I do, I'm going to read it as there you go. vampires. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a good read. Is I mean, it? It's, it's full of a philosophy you're not going to agree well, with. Well, it's a fantasy novel. So Yeah. So I've, I've, I've read fantasy novels with yeah. philosophies I don't agree with. Yeah. So. Um, it's not going to turn me into Paul Ryan or anything. Right, right. I, I can't think of anything I've seen him in that I didn't love him in. He was. He He's was one of those great character yeah. actors. Yeah, and it's like Harry Dean Stanton usually plays Harry Dean Stanton. Right. Oh, I'll tell you the one I loved him in: friggin' Repo Man. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. So he's nothing like Finn Jones to you, <laughs> right? Okay. I just uh, like I was looking up and I came across a little thing that uh, uh, Joss Whedon was talking about his cameo in the Avengers, and that uh, actually kind of realized sets why that scene was important too he said uh said i needed to get banner from the horror of what he had done to almost killing natasha i should say in to you know a place where he was prepared to go back into that hulk state he needs somebody who will just accept him and uh he cast uh harry dean stanton because his director of photography was doing a documentary with him at the time and he just really epitomized that that little cameo there wow so like, yeah that that's was, like the uh the guy who from star trek four that right. ended up in the cameo because he was there yeah it says i sort yeah. of got stuck him stuck Wasn't in my out? head and i was like who is more accepting yeah. than harry dean stanton and so i got to write this weird little scene yeah. it was like a coen brothers movie he <laughs> was but it was a chance meeting that got him cast yeah oh okay yes that's kind of a neat little thing from yeah from joss whedon there zach olkowitz has signed on to adapt the Wesley Chu novel, Time Salvager. A co-producer on Lights Out, Okowitz is currently working on a number of... That's the one. (laughs) Working on a number of scripts, mostly horror, including an adaptation of the R.L. Stein teen book series, Fear Street, we talked about a couple weeks ago, as well as James Wan's graphic novel, Malignant Man. Time Salvager is set in a dystopian future, imagine that, where the Earth has become toxic... And the remaining humans flee to the outskirts of the solar system in hopes of living a few more years. The story follows James, a cron man who is sent back in time to retrieve resources without alter- altering the timeline, while hopefully prolonging humanity. But James goes against the laws of time travel by bringing back a scientist who is destined to die in an accident during her time. James saves her life, but the two are forced to live as fugitives when they get back to the future. No cast has been announced, nor has there been a start date for production. Uh, Michael Bay currently attached to direct. Oh, (laughs) Matt was so there, and then (laughs) you had me, and then explosion. Yeah, (laughs) sort of like Steve. Yeah, that was cruel. I suggested that book one month for the book club. I might suggest I remember it again that. sometime. Mm. I've been wanting to read that Wesley Chu novel. For Wesley a while. Chu with the, the the lives of Tao. I remember it was funny. A couple of years ago, I was listening to a whole bunch of science fiction podcasts, and Chu, along with like Mike Cole and a few others, was this up and coming tide who were just doing a whole bunch of podcast promotions and everything. And Chu is a martial artist. He actually was. Uh, he did a lot of stunt work in movies. Really. He was actually creeping up on 30 when he was like, oh, I, I, uh, 
I can't remember if he got injured and he's like, ah, I don't think I can do this anymore. Or if he just did something, he just came out of a movie and he's like, this isn't going to last forever. <laughs> and he actually dove into his martial arts uh, knowledge and training to do Lives of Tao, which is an interesting kind of application of martial arts through the ages. Hmm. And uh, then he moved on with Time Salvagers, which is, uh, I think it's a different universe altogether. It's a different thing altogether. So good for him. Yeah, I, I, that's when I saw this. I'm like, I wish that man all the success. Hmm. I, I actually, and this next story actually does my heart good, <laughs> even though I, I realize it's jumping on the back of it. It still makes of what? Me what? Back of what? God damn it! God damn what? God damn it! <laughs> God damn what? Dan Simmons' 1991 book *Summer of Night* has been picked up for adaptation. The book is, in many ways, similar to Stephen King's It, in that it deals with a group of children, five 12-year-old boys and the outcast girl they befriend. And have a gangbang with. Who live in a small town. You just, you, you just read? really want to, you just really want to keep, keep bringing it up. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm proud. There may be stranger <laughs> we, things, we, we, but this sounds like something that was just recently on. <laughs> Uh, this that we've mentioned well, well, the, it all wow, all night really? long, and really? I haven't made the gangbang remark once. Mm -hmm. Left it to Andy. I just want everyone to note that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy delivered. Yeah. So you're saying so? You delivered all right. People associate me with gangbangs more than you. That's what you're saying. No. <laughs> uh, I hope they do now. <laughs> Gang children gangbangs. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. There we go. Yeah, wakey, well, wakey. <laughs> Use those headphones. Listen to there, what you're saying. There goes my FBI file. <laughs> Somewhere echelon is like, wait, what? What? Whoa, 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 whoa. What is this podcast called Geek Shot? Send in the SWAT team. Oh, we got to file this thick on them, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is it, Tuesday night? Don't worry about it. <laughs> They're all talk. Uh, and Christ. <laughs> the Tuesday Blasphemy Club. <laughs> group of children who live in a small town and are tasked one summer with fighting an ancient evil awakening under their now closed school i don't see it don't what's see it? what's the you comparison not, you getting it not getting it know. okay uh sci-fi fans probably know the name dan sim as well well he's written in numerous genres including horror the author's best known for his hyperion cantos which we read for the book club that's set in the far future also familiar is one of the film's producers, uh, Aaron Kruger, who has written. <laughs> God damn it, Andy! I literally was about to say, God Andy, damn it, stop! Andy. And you got too far. God yeah! Damn it! God damn it! You almost lost one of the glasses too. He almost destroyed his glass, knocked <laughs> oh, things over. His great. glass, the board, this drink, the microphone, <laughs> and, and and the beauty of it, folks. He actually looked at the table and looked at his feet before he started moving. <laughs> I can't hear you. Yeah, no, no, no cables attacked you, Andy. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, I also got up in the same time and nothing happened like that because I checked my surround. I don't get it. I don't get it. it, it I'm sorry. His, his his feet have little hooks on them or something that I got Velcro Just feet. reach out and grab cables. He's like an, he's like a, a cargo ship. <laughs> you know, like, I need to, I need to, I need to, you know, change direction. But it's like, you know, you, you work like two nautical miles out to go starboard or something. And, and Jeff standing right next to him, going, "I didn't know they could stack them that high." <laughs> and it all comes tumbling down. And then you down. just spilled on yourself. <laughs> Put the cap on that before you even start to talk. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's not gonna matter. 
Nothing else matters. No, I'm expecting that Dr. Pepper to explode any moment now. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's, welcome to Nihilism Cast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim Carrey. Yeah, right. <laughs> also, the producer Aaron Kruger, who's written several Transformers movies, as well as Scream 3, The Ring, and others. Uh, lesser known are screenwriter Ben Poole, director Isaac Esben. Poole doesn't seem to have any produced credits under his name at this point, and uh, while Esben has worked mainly in his native Mexico, uh, there's there does have a, there's one la- English language sci-fi movie called Parallel in post production. Now, Summer of Night, all of a sudden getting a film deal, no coincidence, because it shattered the box office and what did? God, this is going to happen for the rest of my life. <laughs> you think? Yeah. <laughs> What's going to happen for the rest of your life? And Stranger Things. Uh, made from the same coming-of-age horror template, has become a pop culture phenomenon. Who's going to happen for the rest of his life? Summer of Night is the first book in a loosely connected (laughs) series. Uh, Simmons used adult versions of the characters from the book in subsequent novels, Children of the Night and Fires of Eden. That's cool. uh, Eventually penning a direct sequel as well called A Winter's Haunting. And uh, his historical novel, The Terror, is slated to become an AMC series. I have read Summer of Night twice. Uh, ah. as, as I've stated a couple podcasts ago, I don't reread books overall, except for certain special ones. It being the one I've read the most. Which? It. 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 Fuck. Oh, I didn't do anything. I'm just sitting here listening to you. So you know, I haven't said a single word. Just go on. <laughs> Matt's behind you're, you. You're, you're keeping yours in reserve, aren't you? Matt hasn't done it. Get him all at once. <laughs> Matt hasn't said anything about it. Oh, about what? Oh. oh. About what? Um, it has similarities to the Stephen King novel. There you go. Which one? Now you're learning? <laughs> yeah, I'm learning. It's going to be goddamn long enough. It is a Stephen King novel, you fool. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you just did. <laughs> you're not uh, doing what? And oh. it, it's. I was looking for more of the vein of Stephen King's It, and Several Night gave me that. And so if you like It... Mm, mm, <laughs> me pointing fingers right now wow yeah very very angrily <laughs> then i do highly recommend summer of Andy's night i have not read the winter haunting the follow-up so i can't say to that one but summer of night is definitely worth your while uh the winter haunting did you read the adult version any of the adult version uh adult character version i read characters? fires of eden okay and uh really good especially if you like uh the mythology of hawaii Ooh. Yeah, fire oh. of that makes wow. I, I do like the mythology. That's of actually Hawaii. a great description of yeah. Hawaii. Um, <laughs> actually, okay. after our, our last our discussion a few weeks ago about Hawaii Five O, I watched a few episodes and it's fine. It's not what is great. Hawaii Five O. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what I said. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me really want to go to Hawaii. That's exactly. <laughs> see, that's exactly what I said. Yep. Paid for by the Hawaiian, well, yeah, the Hawaiian yeah, tourist yeah. industry. I mean, any picture of Hawaii makes you want to go and there. And it's yeah. it's the two native Hawaiians that did the quant- contract negotiations and lost their job. The, the, well, the, they, they, the they're not there, but they're the Asian them. characters who played the native Hawaiians. Right, right. Yeah. Asian characters, Asian actors, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my Christ. 
I'm so white. I'm sitting, I'm sitting too close to Andy. My brain got scrambled there yeah, for a really. second. He tripped I, over your brain. I tripped over his pillow. Ooh. Jamie Lee Curtis is heading back to the Halloween franchise. Bloomhouse Productions announced Curtis's return in a tweet Friday, writing, Jamie Lee Curtis returns to her iconic role as Laurie Strode in Halloween, released by Universal Pictures October 19th, 2018. How old is Jamie Lee Curtis now? Uh, seven. Curtis shot to stardom for her role as Strode in John Carpenter's original 1978 film, which helped craft the template for slasher films to come. She also appeared as Strode in 2002's Halloween Resurrection, which was set against the backdrop of a reality show filmed in the childhood home of psycho mask killer Michael Myers, who was revealed to be Strode's brother in 1981's Halloween 2. Uh, she also appeared in that film as well as 1998's Halloween H2O, which was much better than Resurrection. Resurrection was terrible. I was just going to say, I thought she was in a different one than Resurrection, but yeah, I didn't H2O realize she was, was in, in three then. Okay. She, she was she was t- killed in, res- in Resurrection, but nobody counts Resurrection. Okay. Uh, her return in this latest version is being billed by Bloomhouse as her final confrontation with Myers, as was the last time. Uh, franchise Godfather Carpenter is back as the film's executive producer, with David Gordon Green directing from a script he co-wrote with Danny McBride. Curtis herself later took to the Twitter saying, same porch, same clothes, same issues. 40 years later, headed back to Haddonfield one last time for Halloween. I'm actually excited about this. Uh, if, if for no other reason that resurrection was such a misfire, and I never com- saw that one. When it comes down to it, there's the original Halloween, and with with some small issues, Halloween two. I was gonna say one was good, two was kind of yeah, yeah. H two O was okay. It was okay. Yeah, uh, I, I I liked four and five for what it was, but it's really hard to say that. Yeah, those are ones to recommend. I'm down with it as long as she eats some laxative yogurt on screen. It's well, I think it's in her contract. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she has to. Um, the the where he's revealed to be her brother. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that like it was her older sister that he murdered that time? Yes. Or? Oh, I believe that's what it was. It's been mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of removed from those films yeah, for say, right it's now. Been a while. Oh. But uh, yeah, I think it was. Wow. Okay. So a uh, little bit of uh, Dr. Pepper on top of the... Uh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it works. It actually is pretty good. Yeah. Mm, that sounds nice. I'm just going to add a little Perrier to mine. Mm. Just soda it up. Some yeah. Perrier water. Perrier. <laughs> uh, as you may recall from the original Blade Runner, there's a scene in which Harrison Ford's Deckard sits down with Bryant to discuss the, ca- the case of the rogue replicants, which is what drives most of the film. As they talk... They pour glasses of Johnny Walker Black from a futuristic bottle. Well, the Blade Runner 2049 on the horizon, Johnny Walker has repartnered with the sci-fi franchise for a limited edition new blend inspired by the film. Oh, no, is a bottle? Dubbed Johnny Walker Black label, the director's cut. The new blend was produced in collaboration with the film's director. It comes in a futuristic bottle inspired by the bottle from the original film. Nice. With a little bit sleeker design. According to IO, I'm gonna pick it up. How much? According to IO9, only thirty nine thousand bottles are being made. Oh fuck! And it's gonna set, but it's gonna set you back ninety dollars. So that's not too horrible. Oh no! For a bottle, no, it's gonna set you back three hundred dollars because you'll only be able Uh, to buy it on eBay because some fuck's gonna buy like. Cases and cases of them, and yeah, then we, flippers. We, yeah, we have a ton it. of flippers here yeah. in the valley. Holy no shit. shit! But it yeah. comes with it comes with the picture of Juggernaut on it. So, oh yeah, yeah. The only thing that might keep that from happening is because alcohol distribution is much more regulated than 
mm-hmm. than like merchandise. So yeah, you can't um, really buy that on eBay. Yeah. Well, I mean, ah, I, I mean, as far as like if you're gonna buy like cases and then flip them, right? Like you, like people did with merchandise, like my stupid Pepsi Perfect bottle. Oh, 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 Funkos. Fuck oh, yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That's that's the name of your new podcast, Funkos. Fuck I wonder that, if right? you can pre-order that at uh, at the liquor store over here. I'm wondering something similar. Hmm. So I'm wondering uh, if Total too. Wine does. Uh, well, I was gonna say, uh, Lee's, How about I give you some Lee's money or you Total get, Wine? You get two yeah. bottles, and I'll you know, I'll, I'll give you like a hundred twenty. Into it, there you go. One twenty for your trouble. You're gonna make him for your own flipper. You're gonna ask <laughs> for flipping. I'm just lazy. I'm just. Uh, rather, I'd rather okay. give him three dollars more to uh, do all the work for me. I'll have to look into that because I wouldn't mind having a collector edition Johnny Black. It's a sharp looking bottle. It's not my. It's not my favorite of the scotches, but nope. uh, But it's a nice bottle. I'm gonna open. I'd it up. be interesting to see what the custom blend up. tastes like. Yeah, because like blue is is a you know a blend of the rarest, etc. Right. So, you know, obviously their master mixer is going to have to create something special. I'm sure it's a fine product. What? <laughs> I was just going to do gonna, some kind of master mixing, but I, I'm not really you know it's not my jam. So <laughs> on the bourbon barrels, <laughs> like <laughs> <this> <laughs> <some> guy, like, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome. Right in the middle of the. <laughs> <laughs> you mean tap a few buttons on your laptop mm. while you're listening to your headphones? Oh. Tap a few cakes. When it landed on TV screens in 1982, Richard Donner's 1978 Superman the movie was already iconic. Sure. ABC aired an unprecedented three-hour-long extension. I remember that. In an epic two-night broadcast that included footage that had previously been unseen. Uh, with uh, more visions of pre-apocalypse Krypton, more Smallville, and more of Christopher Reeve swooping in to save Lois Lane and the planet. Now, Warner Brothers Archive Collection has announced that the remaster remaster of this elusive 188-minute extended edition is going to be released on home video after 35 years. No shit. That's Whoa. great. Uh, Donner's director cut from 2000 will also be in that two-film collection. No release date yet, but it's supposed to arrive sometime this year, so before Christmas. Cool. Well, we know what's on Big's Christmas right. list here. Buy me, buy me, buy me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. his, his balls are done. Oh, he's going to tickle the back of your throat with that news. I think they're tickling the back of his throat. <laughs> going back a step. Did you actually mispronounce Remaster? It's not even a name. Remaster. Remaster. <laughs> It's a character. What a retard. (laughs) (laughs) One of my friends growing up was uh, a Chad LeMaster. I'm pretty sure that's why that happened. Okay. Uh, When I... I never saw the original Superman in the theater. Oh. Uh, I saw Superman 2 in the theater. Okay. Happily. Uh, But my first experience watching this movie was that two-night special event. So the movie I have burned in my brain is this three-hour version of Superman that I have never seen since. Because I taped it on VCR and played yeah. it for oh, years afterwards. Wow. I, I don't think I ever saw that. So I, I have an interesting side to that story. Uh, that's also how I saw it for the first time. But one summer, I believe it was, when I was visiting my grandparents, I want to say it was around 83-ish, the theater was rerunning the first Superman. Okay. And they had like this collector book oh. that they were selling... In the lobby. I forgot they used to do things like that. And so I had that. I, I It might even still be in my parents' collection of books because that's where it was. But 
it it was this really amazing colorful book it was like the size of a you know an oversized magazine um so soft cover obviously but more that paperboard right um front and back cover and uh that's where i got to see it for the first time in a theater was in michigan in this little theater in oxford michigan and uh getting that collector book like was like super cool for me as a kid because i'm sitting there and i'm like i could relive the movie just flipping through the pages that is how we watch movies as a kid and one of the one one of the (laughs) interestingly one of the images that is completely ingrained on my brain is there's a a kind of a suggestive pose of Miss Tessbacher. Like, she's like lying down and the ah. cleavage is sticking out. Wong, I, wong, wong, I remember wong. looking at it as a kid going, and I'm like, this, this pleases me for some reason. <laughs> this I'm not quite this, sure why. This reminds me of puberty, and I don't know what puberty is. <laughs> Was this before or after whipped cream and other delights? Uh, around the same okay. time. Yeah. We all came to talk about at dinner. Yeah. Yeah. One glorious summer. <laughs> Miss Tessbacher and other delights. Yeah, yes. So uh, I, of course, did see the theater in the theater for the first time because I'm older than you guys. It was great. I remember it from cable. As soon as it came on to cable, it was on all the time. Somewhere Biggs is like, I should be there telling my sp- Superman <laughs> story. <laughs> I got more throat to tickle. <laughs> Jeff, I wasn't finished. <laughs> we are getting a new horror anthology film. We haven't had one of those in a while, like to the theater film. Uh, For the big screen with Nightmare Cinema. Five filmmakers will be presenting their visions of horror for the project. Alejandro Bruges, who did One of the Dead. Joe Dante. uh, Mick Garris. uh, Ryue Kitamura, who did The Midnight Meat Train. And David Slade, who did 30 Days of Night. Mickey Rourke will be playing the person who ties the film strands together. Uh, Here's more of the film synopsis. A series of down-on-their-luck individuals enter the decrepit and spine-chilling Rialto Theater, only to have their deepest and darkest fears brought to life on the screen by The Projectionist, a mysterious, ghostly figure who holds the nightmarish futures of all who attend his screenings. By the time our patrons realize the truth, escape is no longer an option. Hmm. Each director has their own personal style. Uh, if all goes according to production distribution plan, uh, it will eventually continue to join the ranks of television horror anthologies. So it's a horror movie hoping to become a horror TV series. So it's like a grindhouse type thing? Uh, I would say it's more along the lines of, say, Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. Twi- okay. Yeah. Twilight Zone, Creep Show. Creep Show. Okay. Yeah. Tales from the Crypt, the movie. All right. Mm-hmm. Sin City, if it was a horror movie. Yeah, thanks. Sure. Okay. Got it. Okay. Anymore? I meant, uh, I guess, no? it tells from the dark side of the movie. The tales from the crypts, the movie of actual movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't fucking smile at me. <laughs> <laughs> what don't you fucking smile at? Write to us. Comments at thecouchshow.com. <laughs> wow. Oh, I thought we had red light, green light. We don't have time yeah. for that. You know what? Though you know, I have. We so lost in the fifty-minute uh, discussion of San Diego and LA. <laughs> Way to go, 80s. If you had just let me go, I would have been done in half that time. I don't believe that for a second. (laughs) So it wasn't you that kept saying, no, wait, go back. Now, what was... Actually, that was Andy. Yeah. No, I was doing that, too. I was definitely doing that. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact check Andy. (laughs) May believe that. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. By the way, I'm going to be there tomorrow if you guys are listening to the podcast today, which would be Wednesday.
Well, now. Yeah, so you there. mean tonight? Now. <laughs> yes, tonight. There you go. Yes. <laughs> this, this is releasing so, just as we get there. Oh, hopefully. yes. Yeah, yes. So you're going to be the uh, Shock Monkey meet and greet. Yes, this is the night. You'll it's, see the light. It's tonight. looking like I can say 90%. I will be there tomorrow. That's oh, great. my. Oh. So, so 50 50 for me. We'll have a full contingent here. And, and for all the uh, the uh, Neapolitan uh, monkeys out there, I'll, I'll be running the game room over at the Scoop Fest. So, you know. Ah, yes. Yeah. That's terrific. Yep. And I want to throw out there this book arrived today, so I just have to share it uh, by Grady Hendrix. It's called Paperbacks from Hell. The Twisted History of 70s and 80s Horror Fiction. This is the same guy that wrote Horror Store and My Best Friend's Exorcism. It is a beautifully illustrated book on the history of horror paperbacks from the 70s and 80s. Yeah, I can see some of the cover art from here. That is The book is just filled with the best of the crazy horror cover art from that Mm. time. And, of course, a well-documented history of the genre. So... As I, as, uh, I, as Brian King put it, this belongs up there with the seminal dance macabre. That's great. So I took a uh, uh, illustration class at Philadelphia with a guy who done paperbacks, and so really? one of my favorite things in my collection is I have a couple of Lovecraft books that he did the covers for. That's great. Yeah, that's terrific. They're, they're weird, terrible covers of Lovecraft, but they're the it's cool. To feel it, dear, feel. But this uh, paperbacks from hell just came out today, so mm-hmm. I'm excited to you? share it with the world. What's that? No, I, I got him actually. I, I picked him up years later. Oh, okay. Yeah. My friend Ant means Andy sat behind him in the class. <laughs> no, no, he was but uh, he was a teacher. Hey, oh, okay, okay. Steve. Hey, I got your books. <laughs> and then he's like, but no, but typical Andy. So you rest your belly on his shoulder. As <laughs> 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 you come up. It makes people comfortable. Oh, let, me, uh, let me flop this over your shoulder. I just want to let you know I'm a fan. It's a calming belly. I just know it's just <laughs> calming belly. Just my belly. Jesus. He calls it the pillow. 